0: that I'm interested in is St. GovNet. I think Govnet is someone that is, is, uh, is just fantastic and, and I love two major artists in, in Irish tradition have commemorated and celebrated Govnet. One is Seamus Murphy, Seamus's um, lovely uh, 1950 uh, carving of here hearing her lovely cloak or broth standing on top of her beehive, you can see her little bee skep here, and lovely bees all around the base of that. And one little bee looking out the, the entrance. Harry Clarke, of course, in the Honan Chapel, decided to uh, look at, at and depict Goblet in a very um, very impressive Celtic way, if you like, with her Celtic tonsure, her very long neck, and um, lovely bees and, and other detail. I think there's some more. I just put a whole load of slides in of government here. Oops, go away from that for a second. Um, I think the detail as well that Clark has done is that if you look closely at the window, the window is in the lovely honeycomb hexagons that he's he's created, the the honeycomb in the the window rather than anything else. Um, And you can see her here. She seems, as far as I'm concerned, to be holding some sort of larvae in her fingers. I don't know if you agree with me or that. Or not but certainly there's a pupa there's something there and clark was full of that detail beautiful bees with their they'll uh, be red and black with their veined wings and her long neck and uh, just some some great detail and of course you're aware of the story and uh, that of, of goblet is that and there are many versions of this um, and and I, I could spend a whole evening just talking about Goblet. but one version is the of family and uh, where family who were greatly associated with goblet van borna and one of the things that they did was that um, they were away, and uh, another gang came in, raided their cattle, took them away, and Goblet uh, threw her bell on one occasion at them. Uh, another occasion is that she threw her her croquot, which was her beeske at them. And uh, what happened is that the, the bees came out and attacked them. And in other versions, they turned into soldiers who went away and fought. The cause for the Oherlies and therefore the O'Hurides look after um Gopnet and Goblet's shrine and so on ever since. Um, let me see. Uh, there, there is a, a lovely beast skate or a crocogue and again according to the tradition there it could have been her belt or it could have been actually a helmet. In fact, still in Balvorne this particular helmet exists and people come and give devotion to it and in Croft and Crokrist time and so on. It was part of, of the tradition as well. So we have a huge, local association with, 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 uh, with bees and beekeeping. We happen to have, in Ireland, maybe the foremost earliest text on beekeeping in, in, in all of the Western world. And that is or bee judgments. And uh, this is a, a version of it translated by the great Perkis Kelly. Uh, Here is, and this is one of the early Breton talking to us about swarms, the first cast, the second cast, the third cast, ownership, trespass. If my bees start taking some of your pollen and so on, I'm entitled to some of your honey. Blah blah blah. An amazing uh, sort of text in, in itself. And one again, which is very close to home, in the great Cork text, the late 11th century, Ætheling of uh Mac Condlina, when he uh, is. Uh, and uh, um, when the king of, of Munster is affected by um, the, uh, I suppose the, the the sense of, of gluttony and so on, uh, Machanglinna recites a, a wonderful poem which describes beautiful, succulent food to, to draw or drag the demon of gluttony out of the throat of Cahann uh, Macfhwinde, the king of Cork. And he says, get up, said Machanglinna, and he called for juicy old bacon and tender corned beef, and fe- full fleshed weather, and honey in the cove, and English salt on a beautiful dish of white silver, along with four perfectly straight hazel spits to support the joints. The viands, which he had enumerated, were procured for him, and he fixed unspeakable huge pieces on spits. Then putting a linen apron about him below, and placing a flat linen cap on the crown of his head, he lighted a fair four-ridged, four aperture, four cleft fire, ash wood, without smoke, without fuel, without sparks. He roped the honey and the salt into one piece about the other. And as big as the pieces were that were before the fire, there dropped not, not to the ground one of these four pieces as much as would quench the spark of a candle. What, what was, uh, what there was of reddish in them went into their very center. So here we have a beautiful account from Cork of using honey and salt to seal the outside of the meats as they're being stood on vertical spits around the fire. And I think that's terrific. That's a lovely example of honey being used in that sort of context.